1: Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to The Wake Up Call. It is the 10th day of December 2021, and as I wait for uh, the 21st century or the whatever century, 21st century to get down to uh, here in North Carolina, we are doing our show on Thursday night. We're recording it with Dan Zampano. Good morning, Dan. How are you? Actually, let's just be honest again because I'm an honest guy. Good afternoon, (laughs) Dan. It's Thursday afternoon. How are you, my friend? You've got to be the happiest guy in America after that uh, Patriot win last week.
0: Uh, Gene, I'm a little under the weather, but it can't take away my joy. I am ecstatic. That was a hilarious—not just a great win. It was a hilarious win yeah, yeah. because it was the greatest flex of all time with Bill Belichick. But I'm happy that your honest, honest Abe, <laughs> honest Gene goes together perfectly. I'm excited to get to talk about this game because now we get to re- now now we have a pretty clear cut view of where the league is going.
1: Let me ask you, let's start with, with that game last week and the fact that, that the Patriots refused to pass the football. You know, there were times when you said, look, he's got to pass now, doesn't he? You know, he's got to, I mean, it's, it's third and eight. He's got, to, he's got to throw the football here, doesn't he? I mean, the Bills didn't seem to hesitate to try to throw the football, whether it was with the win or against the win, but it was almost like Bill Belichick said, we're going to beat you at our game just because we can.
0: (laughs) Oh, I have to laugh. It's so good. I mean, this man, Buffalo, Buffalo is built all season and built this roster to do one thing, to beat the New England Patriots. That's what they have built their entire team around. And you have a Monday night game in the weather, in the wind, in the snow, um, at home with all those crazies up there. And this man throws the ball three times and you lose and you lose. And I'll tell you why they lose is because bill understands how to play the situation and McDermott doesn't. It's amazing what McDermott did. I mean, I was stunned at some of the moves first off, not taking the wind and defending the defending an end at the beginning of the first uh, the second half Insane. made no sense to me at all. Yep, no sense to me at all. I mean, they they decided to take the ball again. They didn't need to do that. Um, and then and then you know kicking a field goal into that wind made no sense. Challenging a quarterback sneak uh, that you were never going to win that challenge. I mean, there were so many things that ended up happening, and just throwing the ball around. I mean, it was fine that they threw the football. Josh Allen is built. Uh, he's probably the only quarterback in the league that's built for that type of environment with his arm and, and, and how big he is. But McDermott's situational issues just continued to bite the bills and the Patriots just wore them out and wore them down and wore them down. They ran five plays the entire game, right? Five, they had five actual plays that they ran run plays, uh, five run plays that they ran and they ended up just bills couldn't stop it. And that's an embarrassing loss if it's, if it's Buffalo. So Credit New England, it's all about preparedness and situational football, and as Bill says, that's why they practice in that. That's why they practice in that
1: weather type of environment. And they earned it. Were you surprised at all that Allen uh, didn't run more? That's
0: what everybody keeps telling me, that Allen didn't run more. I mean, a little bit, but I thought the scheme of the Patriots, I mean, really it had to do with containing Josh right. Allen in the pocket. Uh, he did kind of run it towards the end of the game, but really they talked about this um, a little later on. Is that most of the wind was actually blowing not just in one direction, end zone to end zone, but also sideways. And Devin McCordy kept uh, kept signaling off to the side at which the of uh, the wind was blowing the hardest. So not only was he throwing like with the wind or through the wind. But he was also throwing on the crosswind to a bad area. Right. So McCourty, McCourty just shifted all the coverages on that side. That almost caused a J.C. Jackson interception. That would have been a pick yeah, six. That away a, yeah, the game. that was. Yeah,
1: yeah. And he's still kicking himself for that one. But, but, right. the, but the reason I brought it up, I mean, Allen only ran the ball six times for thirty nine yards, and most of those yards came on that one play where where Matthew Judon actually over pursued on that one, and, and mm-hmm. he gave Allen the 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 lane to run. But other than that, I mean, he really his legs weren't a factor, and that's one of the things that everybody thought in this game because of the win that was going to be perhaps the deciding factor and it turned out not to be a factor at all yeah i
0: think i think the bills the bills aren't really a team and an offense that's built to run the football in those situations you've seen it twice this year now you've seen the colts go in there and just destroy them running the football and they had to throw the ball all over the place in a wet weather conditions right Now they have this wind. the Patriots understand that hey, we're not going to give them the game. We'll let them make the mistakes as classic Belichick and and they just decided, hey, we're going to try and throw the football. Um, I, I do I am a little surprised that they didn't design more things for Josh Allen. I think you might see that later uh on the Patriots have always had issues with with running quarterback so it did really surprise me but honestly it wouldn't surprise me if they didn't do any of that stuff because the Bills just continuously throw up on themselves in these situations (laughs) and it just it boggles my mind so um the more things change the more they stay the same that's Uh, what I'll
1: say um I think the MVP of this game might have been Stevenson after the injury to Damian Harris. <laughs> you know, I mean, and look, I mean, Damian Harris. You know, that great sixty-four year. When they scored against the win, you knew Buffalo was in trouble. But then when he hurts that hamstring and he's not able to go back in, you know, and you look at Stevenson's final numbers and they don't exactly blow you away. You know, only three, you know, a little over three yards of carry. But man, he gained some tough yards in times when that Patriot team really needed. He really stepped up when when they when Harris went out hundred percent. I thought Stevenson was awesome and not just his
0: ability to uh to carry the football, but his vision was really good in this game because the Patriots he had to be really patient for those blocks to open up. Right. Uh him along with the three guys inside with Karis, Andrews, and Shaq Mason were awesome. Just the way they were the way they were um their blocking scheme was set up. Nikhil Harry actually was pretty good too and oh. his blocking sets up with those <laughs> toss crack plays. Yeah. So yeah you know, and, and yes, he was a bozo and I don't know why he was back there in the punt return, but, but I thought Stevenson had a really good game. If you're going to talk MVP of the game too, I I would throw Devon Godshaw in there. I mean, he was everywhere. He was was everywhere. He had so many tackles for loss. It was awesome. So that, that just goes to show you another really good free agent signing by the Patriots.
1: Um, I mean, and now the Patriots put themselves in that number one position and you know, even I, the, the guy who has been—I've been doubting Thomas with this Patriot team all year. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> even I've got to say, look, uh, you know, I, I have a—I have a hard time betting against him right now if I was a betting man. Yeah. Yeah, I think really they only really have these next two games—a perfect time to have the bye week. Bye well, week I mean, I was going to. Like well, that was going to be my next question, and 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 you know, with especially with kind of the injury to Harris last week, you know, getting him that extra week off is huge. But at the same time, Dan, are you a little bit concerned? Look, this is a team that's won what seven in a row. I mean, are you concerned at all that it derails the momentum?
0: No. No, not really. I mean, he. It, I think the cohesion of this team is really building. The, the, their understanding, and they understand what their coach expects of them, and they're getting it done. And 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 I think they've all bought into this situation. Um, I see Richard Sherman trying to stir stuff up on, on his podcast with J.C. Jackson and getting him paid. But, you know, I mean, they, they, look, this is the Patriots for years and why they've been successful. They ignore the noise. They ignore the noise. And it's a perfect time for them to get a bye because – Indianapolis also goes on a buy this week and right. that's their next opponent. So, um, I think that'll be a really good test of how the Patriots play is off the buy at that place with a really physical defense. Um, that's a little bit bigger than the bills where you got to remember the bills are not a big defense. They're more of a finesse defense. Right. Um, so, you know, and they've been great doing that, but the bills were missing their starting cornerback. They were, they were down a couple of linemen, um, the the Colts are very very difficult to to play because of the coverage schemes and because they're really fast at the linebacker and and D line position. So I think it's a good time for them to really get a lot of scheming done before they go into that game.
1: By the way, be and I know I know before I forget uh, another guy that we got to mention last week, and I know he had the wind at his back both times he made the field goals. But boy, if there was ever a chance Nick Folk was going to blow a couple of field goals, it would have been last week, and he was he was you know right down the middle.
0: That's all Folk. He's I mean, that's the, He's great. He's fantastic. Um, I, I thought Folk, I mean, the understanding again, that was more of it. I mean, seriously, seriously I, I just come back to it. Folk was great. But I come back to it. Why did McDermott decide to kick that field goal right. into the way I mean, yeah. he might as well taken all of his clothes off and told the whole team, hey, guys, let's go jump into Lake Erie. We have no problem. It will be fine. We'll be fine. The only... It'll strengthen you up. It'll toughen you up. I mean, seriously, like what is that guy thinking?
1: Well, the only reason I, I, that I can that I can come up with is before the game, they made a big deal of it on ESPN where uh, Brian Greasy had said that, you know, that, that uh, the kicker had said to him beforehand that he, he couldn't kick anything any farther than an extra point. Well, this was essentially extra point distance. So he obviously had relayed that to his coach as well. That's my guess is that Tyler Bass had said to his coach, hey, coach, I can make this one. You know, that's got to be, I mean, maybe that's, maybe, so maybe it's not Bass. Maybe Bass talked him into it. And maybe it
0: was, but you know what? As a coach, like, it, everything comes back to the coach, seriously. Yeah. By the way, I love the Manning broadcast, but when your team is playing on the Manning broadcast, it's, like, unbearable. It's just, like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about David Letterman. Right, right, I just, I don't, I don't care. So, I I felt annoyed watching it because I have people that I watch it with, but, it's it was like man i don't care about this i wish i was on the regular broadcast
1: <laughs> all right let's get to some other games from last week and uh, let's start uh, we're going to talk about a couple of teams that are kind of have come back from the dead let's start first with the pittsburgh steelers what a huge win for the steelers last week but that's all well and good but my question to you is this was the right decision made going for two at the end of that game i i don't think so
0: i don't think so and i i i've thought about it actually for a for a while this week and saying that and to me you know i understand you got no corners left i I get it but you know we're coming down to a coin toss here you got to make one stop it wasn't like it wasn't like roethlisberger was was you know turned into the 2000 like rams you know the show (laughs) on turf or something right yeah this has been roethlisberger you held the guy to what like what was it? Did they score like 7 14 points in the in the game on offense or did they get all 20? I can't remember if they if they had a defensive touchdown or not. But,
1: no, I don't think they did. Um, no, it was all offense. No,
0: all right. So they scored 20 points in the game. Yeah. I mean, seriously, you know, you you you're telling me like you can't like get the ball get you know, all you need is really to get, you know, 30 yards and Tucker's going to make that kick. So, right, right. you know, at at the end of it and and, and you take your chances. I mean, I don't know. It, it, to me, it didn't seem like the right fit, but credit the Steelers, man. Uh, they, they got after him and we talked about it. The Ravens are all banged up now. And you know, the offensive line has stunk the entire year and people are looking at the Ravens and their record. I, I said it last week and I continue to say it. They're a hollow football team that, that doesn't understand that they have issues on offense that are serious. Like Lamar. I mean, what are they, they scored 19 points. They scored no more than 19 points in like the last like five games. Yeah. It's like it, that offense is really really brutal let, let alone the fact that their defense is giving up so many passing yards. So the Ravens Ravens are in trouble and the Steelers they well they got a chance tonight to to maybe start the momentum and we start talking about the Steelers as a playoff team.
1: You know what always amazes me Lamar Jackson has gotten sacked a ton this year. A ton. This is the guy that's got some of the best legs for a quarterback in the NFL. And yet, you know, he continues to drop back and get drilled time after time after time. Does he is he you know, I don't even know whether it's is he trying to prove that he can be a pocket passer or or what? I mean, I just I'm kind of surprised he he gets sacked as much as he does. Like he doesn't try to bail out when he feels the pressure. Can you imagine Jared Goff behind that line? Holy crap! He be he gets sacked twelve times yeah, again. Yeah, I was gonna say I was gonna say fifteen. So you know <laughs> there you go. But yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's the thing. You know, and the other part about last week is you got to give the Steelers credit. They took care of the football. <sighs> big Ben didn't throw any interceptions. You nope. know, they didn't fumble the football. Uh, uh, you know, penalties. You know, big penalties again. Eighty-one yards of penalties. They overcome that. Mm-hmm. But they. T- but by and large, they took care of the football, which is something that's been a problem for them this year
0: yeah and no doubt, and and they were able, look, the whole thing I think comes down to that. Like if you don't turn the ball over and you can get to the other team's quarterback, I'd say there's probably a good eighty to ninety percent chance that you're probably going to win the game, right. You know, the penalties will continue to kill them. They got to be more disciplined, but they proved that that was a get up game for them. That was really their last stand. and they met the challenge. So now it's about building on those wins, building on those successes. Can they do it tonight against Minnesota? Ah, uh, I mean, both of those teams are so just so, so, so wretched. I mean, oh movie. God, talk about talk about a team that's a professional choke job artist. Right. I mean, the Vikings are
1: ugh. So, so the so the bottom line is Jim Harbaugh wins the battle of the Harbaughs last week as far as coaching decisions. Yeah, that's what you're telling me. Um, I, I think so, Gene. I think so. All right. So let's talk about another team that has come back from the dead, and that is the Miami Dolphins. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and 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 look. Say what you want about Tua, but I mean, uh, again, takes care of the football last week. Couple of touchdown passes, you know, pretty accurate with it. Uh, you know, he looks more composed. He looks calmer. I don't think we need to get carried away. Your 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 partner on the Sunday card, uh, I think, getting a little bit carried away with saying that uh, you know <laughs> maybe Tua is better than Justin Herbert right now. I. I want some of what he's smoking, but you know. Having said that, Tua is. There's no question that he's playing better. But man, did you see the Dolphins being able to rebound like this? No. Oh my gosh. I mean, look. I mean, the it, was, Dolphins... it was it was, it was the Giants. We do have to we know we do have to acknowledge yeah, that it was the Giants. But...
0: But they've beaten teams like the Ravens. They've beaten teams. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. they've beaten some some That's good fair. teams too. On heck, they beat the Patriots. So good point. You know, way yeah, back wait, when. It was so a
1: long time ago, but yeah. Yeah,
0: can you, can you think about going back to that goodness and how the tables have turned? Right. But the. Uh, I think Tua has calmed down a lot more. I completely agree with you. They've gotten healthier. I think the team around them has started to understand the scheme that Brian Flores wants to do on defense. Remember, they've been a really good defensive team. Right. You know, They didn't give up a lot of points against the Giants. The Texans, they really shut down. The Ravens, they shut down. I mean, they've been on this on this winning streak. Look, you got to give credit. They lost a lot of guys. They've lost a lot of guys to free agency, right. and that's why I said I didn't think they were going to be a very good team at the beginning of the but- year.
1: Look! Look! I yeah. I don't mean to cut you off, but and I know they've got a couple of quality wins in here. All right, I'll give you that. However, when you look at the wins that they have in this winning streak, four of the five games: Jets, Giants, Panthers, Texans—four stink bombs—and yeah. the Baltimore Ravens. So the Baltimore Ravens are the only good win in there, as far as I'm concerned. I and you know, and now they have the benefit; they get to play the New York Jets again, uh, coming up after the bye week. You know, mm-hmm. then we're going to find out what they're made of. They've got a game at New Orleans. They've got to go to Tennessee, and then they've got to play the Patriots. So, I mean, they're back from the dead, but they're still, in my mind, on uh, they're in the ICU. Gene, what did I tell you last week? The league sucks. <laughs> the league sucks.
0: What do you want them to do, lose? You know, seriously. I mean, like, look, they, 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 if you have an easy schedule, Go for it. Knock them dead. Right. Serious. I mean, like, I don't know what, what else they can do if they're winning football games. Yeah, they're, they're nobody's saying that they're going to the Super Bowl or even winning a playoff game. But are the playoffs in sight? Yeah, because they're winning games because they have an easy schedule. They're 100% well, in line for the playoffs.
1: Except, except you know, but you say that, and then but they lost to Jacksonville. They lost to the Falcons. I mean, it's like it's, – so I don't – I guess I just don't know, you know, whether – what to make of them i mean you know again i do, do i think they'll beat the jets coming up on the 19th no i actually don't i think i think i think it's i think i think they're going to lose the slipper but regardless look you know you have to give them credit they've tried to make it interesting anyway and uh in in the afc i guess the no matter what division you're in i guess every division is interesting now right hey they're a good team uh, in terms of
0: in terms of coaching I think Flores really helps them a lot, too. Right, so, right. you know, that's going to be a factor going down the stretch as well.
1: Okay. All right. That's fair. All right. So let's look at a couple other games from uh, from last week. And uh, you, you mentioned them uh, earlier, the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, they're going to be looking for a new head coach? I think so. I think it's time.
0: I I, I just – you lose a game like that, it, It's and, and really – this this game tonight is really gonna put them. If they lose this game tonight, it's over. Like I, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets if fired, he gets right fired now. tomorrow. Yeah, right. yeah, I mean, I mean seriously, he's he's to lose that game. Uh, first off, they didn't play well the entire game. I mean, they were lo- they were trailing the entire game. Right. They fought back. It was the same game as the first game against the Lions. It was the same exact
1: game, except the Lions finally found. A- I'm so happy for yeah. Dan Campbell. Finally, <laughs> the, getting the up. Lions. The Lions finally did what everybody else has been doing to them all year. Yep. They finally did it. So, but
0: that's a classic Vikings. What a better team to do it against. You know, I mean, they can't win a close game. They just can't do it. And this is a team that beat the Packers a couple of weeks ago. And we were all like, Oh, they're back. They're back. And now, you know, I mean, the defense is, has a lot of injuries. They had bar missing out for them. They, they, they're missing Dalvin cook, you know, Adam right. Thielen doesn't sound like he's going to go now. It's, it's just a beat up team that continues to get beat up year after year. And, you know, to me, maybe it's time for a new voice. You know, there's a couple of teams I feel like that that's gonna happen for at the end of this year, but time for a new voice in Minnesota to me. Even Kirk Cousins, you know, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that that he that that they move on, you know. I'm not sure they have a succession plan right now. They drafted right. the kid Mond at A and M. last year. I don't think he's probably the answer unless they know something I don't know. It there's just gotta be a fundamental change in Probably starts at the top with the head coach and the GM.
1: That's what I would say. Well, I'll tell you what. One guy that has taken advantage of the injury to Thielen, and you know, now if you're a, a Viking fan, you got to be thinking you got to be pretty excited about what you're seeing with uh, the way Justin Jefferson's been playing. I mean, oh man, I've, I've, I've been saying this a couple, yards.
0: Yeah, I've been saying this a couple of weeks. I said Justin Jefferson might be the best receiver in football. You think so? Uh, oh yeah, I, I I've been saying this a few weeks. I mean, he's just the numbers that he puts out. And and the production that he has, and people could say, Well, he's got Adam Thielen. It's like, nah, like he, I think that helps him. The fact that you have another guy like that that, you know, is gonna take targets away from you. Like, Adam Thielen's nowhere near where Justin Jefferson is. I'm sorry. Like Justin Jefferson is a freak of nature. And I think between him and Devontae Adams, it's 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 real it's real close. I mean, I, I, am I'm, I'm all in on Justin Jefferson. He's probably one of my favorite players in the league.
1: Okay, I mean, my, my favorite, my favorite receiver in the league, and he may not be the best, but I think he's in the top three or four. I, am still a Ceedee Lamb fan. That's he's. Yeah, he's, he's, he's great. He's, he's my guy. I mean, I'm not a Cowboy fan, but boy, I what he is, he is so much fun to watch. Let's talk, talk about a
0: team. Talk about a team that needs to needs to get a, a
1: quality win this week. Yeah, well, that's the the, you know, and, and a team that you know, another team that needs a win desperately, the New Orleans Saints, and you know, oh. uh, th- that's just a boy, what a train wreck that has become down there you know and, and I feel bad for him but here's a team let's let's talk about another team actually these are two teams the uh, last game we'll talk about before we get to this week's picks mm-hmm. uh two roller coaster teams you didn't know what to expect last week but the uh the LA Chargers put yeah. an absolute whomping on the Cincinnati Bengals and these are two teams that are you know you don't <laughs> know what you are going to get from week to week but the Chargers came out jumped out 24 nothing and uh, and uh, Justin Herbert, who is still better than Tua Tagovailoa, I don't care what anybody says. Uh, <laughs> you know, w- with a great game, you know, three three touchdown passes, three hundred and seventeen yards. Uh, Joe Burrow got sacked six times. I'm I'm telling you, he's going to get killed there at some point. They got to do something with that offensive line, or he's going to get killed. But do you believe in the Chargers, or or, or I, I don't I, you know you were off the bandwagon, then they were playing well, and now you know that's a, that's a quality win for them last week.
0: Yeah, it's a quality. What I think those two teams are probably the most similar teams in the league, though. You know? I mean, they've got g- pretty good defense. Yep. Um, one one is a problem stopping the run, but that didn't really hurt them in this game because no. they got out some, such a good lead. Right. Uh, and they created turnovers. Yeah, Mixon, was, Mixon wasn't a
1: factor in that game at all.
0: Yeah, the Chargers created turnovers, and one of them led to the, you know, basically ended the game with the fumble recovery for a touchdown. And, look, the Chargers tried to give that away. I mean, that game got real close in the middle of that game. Right. So, and the Chargers, uh, you know, got it, got a big play. But, I mean, to what extent do I believe in them, I guess? And, and, and that's the question, you know, are they a Super Bowl contender? I don't well, think so. You're everybody? I think, <laughs> no, but I, I, when I see, I know that's so true. But the Super Bowl contenders list to me is very short. Uh, I, I don't think there's a lot of good teams that are capable of, are, that are definite, you know, we could see them in the Super Bowl. I put them in maybe the Super Bowl hopeful you know, okay. kind of area where, you know, if they went on a magical run, I could see it, I could maybe see it. But, you know, to me, look, I think they should be happy with where they're at and the progression that they've made. They understand And I think that coach understands that, that they're going to need to make improvements next year on defense. And I'm not saying the year's over, you know, but if, if they got to continue to win. I mean, well, they got, think about this. They have the think they think have about,
1: the, they have the chiefs coming up in, in 11 days.
0: Right. So, I mean, they got to continue to win. Uh, to get in the playoffs, so you know, to me, I think they have a good chance. Look, that AFC West is the only division that hasn't had to start a backup quarterback this season. Is that right? All four teams. Okay. It's it's very interesting, and and that's why those teams are so good. You know, those teams are at least at five hundred, maybe one game below five hundred. Um, and that's but,
1: why, yeah, and that's why they're beating up on each other too.
0: Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, that, that's a tough division. So. And especially keeping Herbert healthy is the number one priority. They still got to work on that right side of the O-1, and they got to get better defending the run. But outside of that, I, I think if uh, the only way they, they have a shot at getting to the big one is is if they went on a magical run. I just don't see them going into a place like New England or Kansas City or Buffalo in the playoffs and, and getting a win.
1: Okay. All right. Well, let's get to our, uh, our picks for this week. And uh, kudos to you. Five and one last week. The only won uh, – the only one you took the pipe on was uh, Seattle. Somehow, did, they're not back from the dead, but they somehow found a way to win a game, uh, beating mm-hmm. the 49ers. That was a little bit of a surprise. But uh, other that's than that, that's another
0: that's that's another one that uh, we talk about a quarterback that might be moving on. I don't know, Jimmy. You think so? Oh, I, I'm I'm hearing little birdies talking about Russell well, Wilson. And,
1: oh, Russell Wilson. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm sure he's going somewhere. But but there's also but there's also talk that San Francisco may look to move uh, Garoppolo. Oh, I think that's that's 100% on the tape. Well, So maybe, maybe he'll go to Seattle. They're going to need a quarterback. Who oh, no. knows? <laughs> All right, let's get to the games this week. Let's start off uh, in Washington. The Dallas Cowboys at the Washington <clears throat> football team, uh, they are a four-point favorite. And, look, I know the league stinks. I know that. You've told me that a million times. But Washington is still 6-6, six and six, and I still don't think they're a very good team. I think Dallas should be favored by more than four.
0: Uh, I tend to agree. I think the four is such a weird number, but in terms of the game itself, look, uh, look, Washington's played inspired defense. Yeah, They've gotten turnovers. That quarterback is just awesome. I love watching Taylor Heineke because he's just a bag of tricks. You know, mm. I mean, he, he could be, well, you think he's sacked and he never is, you know, he's able to, he's just able to sling it around. He reminds me such of a young Favre. It's like unbelievable. But, um, but to me, I think the, the Cowboys I think the Cowboys understand that they got to get right. And they're gonna have the rest advantage. They they have to get a good win here. It's on the road at Washington. I'm pretty nervous to 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 take this game for the Cowboys, but I think I'm going to. They yeah. I, I'm not sure they're hundred percent back. I just think that even even t- I don't even know if I would take the four points or, or lay the four points there. It's just it's really hard. So I'm gonna take the cowboys to win. I don't have an opinion on the spread.
1: Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, next one. Interesting game. Cleveland Browns are at home and they have that hollow Baltimore team coming in who no longer has Marlon Humphrey. Uh, so I understand you're playing uh, a corner this week. Yeah. Cleveland's uh, your Browns, a two and a half point favorite. If your Browns have any chance, they have to win this game this week.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to raise Frankenstein from the dead here on this one. I, I, <laughs> I'm taking the Brownies, man. Oh, yeah. Everything's set up. Everything's everything set up for last week so that we could get what we needed. And that was and we got what we needed. So now the Browns got a shot. So um look, coming off the bye, they've had two weeks off. The last team they played was the Ravens. And to me, the Ravens are just so beat up. That's yeah. the problem. The Ravens on D-line, O line, uh, corners, no matter where you look, uh, the, they're just beat up teams. So it's actually one of my favorite plays of the week. I don't know if you can call this an upset because the Browns are favored, but um, I'm going to take the Browns, and I would probably take the Browns on the spread as well.
1: Nobody need needed an off week more than Baker Mayfield. No way. <laughs> uh, maybe the, uh, there, there's a couple of really big games, so I'm going to leave uh, those two till the very end. So I'll just give you these other two first. Uh, and, and this one's kind of a stinker, but I'm going to give it to you anyway. Uh, the New Orleans Saints are at the New York Jets this week. The only question in this one, <laughs> just because I wanted to throw this one out to you, but the only, the only question in this one is who's going to play quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. The Saints are five-and-a-half-point favorites. This is an easy one for them, isn't it? I mean, although I, should, I shouldn't say that. It, on paper, you would think it would be an easy one for them, but they have played uh, uh, pretty awful football lately. Be careful what you wish for, you know? <laughs> yeah. uh, I, you know,
0: why did the Saints pay Taysom Hill the money that they paid him? Like, I just, I, I, I don't understand that, no. you know? Like, he's clearly not the guy. He's not playing quarterback anytime soon, you know? I, I, that was evident. Um, All right, call me crazy. I'll take the Jets. I'll take the Jets uh, here uh, on this game. Uh, I, I, I think I, that... Okay. Crazy. I just I just there you go. I just think that I just think that it's a spot play. It's yeah. a spot play. The Jets have beaten two really good teams this year. They've beaten beaten the Titans and they beat the Bengals. And this this Saints team is, is really beat up. I don't know if they're gonna be getting their linemen back. I don't know if they're getting Kamara back. There's so many questions. Simeon playing quarterback. What the heck? Let's just throw it on Zach Wilson, you know. And and this is the time where the Jets usually, you know, it's it's at these times where You know, you don't – you just completely forget about the Jets
1: even existing. And And then they go out and they win a game. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Uh, All right, here's uh, this interesting game. San Francisco is at Cincinnati. And, again, we go back to the Cincinnati Jekyll and Hyde. San Francisco on the road, a a one-and-a-half-point favorite at Cincinnati. And, again, when you look at that division, you know, I mean, Cincinnati is in a position where if Baltimore does indeed lose this week, Cincinnati's, you know, back at the top of the uh, AFC North.
0: Yeah, no question, and, and it's a big game for both teams, I think, just to keep their playoff hopes uh, alive here. I love the 49ers this week. I, I think they're one of my favorites. I think the 49ers are just going to be able to block this Bengals up front because Kittle has just been awesome. I mean, since Kittle has come back uh, and Trent Williams on the O-line, it, it just gives them such a boost. The Niners run the ball a lot. They've been increasing their run game. I know they're probably going to be missing Mitch Elijah Mitchell um, possibly they might be missing, um, Debo again, but I do think that one of the things that concerns me with the Bengals is that Joe Burrow, is he healthy? That, yeah. I mean, that, that, that pinky was a balloon, right. uh, on Sunday. So they're going to be missing guys in the corner, two really good teams up front in front of the D lines, but the O lines, a oh, clear advantage, clear advantage of the 49ers getting after Joe Burrow. I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be tough for the Bengals to block them up front. And the 49ers also have the best red zone offense in football. So uh, I'm going 49ers. Did you know by the analytics for the last six weeks, if you go to the PFF guys, the last six weeks, the 49ers have the best offense in football the last six weeks?
1: And yet they lost last week.
0: I know. I mean, that's crazy. <laughs>
1: you, well, know? you know how I feel about analytics in any sport. Oh, so, I know. So the answer is, the, no, I never look at the analytics. So, <laughs> so There we go. Uh, the two games of the week, in my opinion. Uh, number one, Buffalo at Tampa. Tampa is a three-point favorite at home against the Bills who are looking to bounce back. And look, if you're Tampa, you know, you, you've got a huge lead. You know you're going to win the division. You know, can they keep the intensity?
0: Man, this is a hard game because, I thought you so, know, yeah. a- everything in my being wants to take the bills. I mean, really e- everything because because I just think that, you know, off of these uh, prime time spots where a team gets beat, I think the there's value on them. They're much better than that game indicated. They played in garbage environment. You got two teams that, that aren't really equipped in the secondary right now. Tradavius White being out for the bills. Is really tough for them. So th- this game, I feel like, could be a lot of throwing the football. But the one thing the Bucks can do, I think, that the Bills can't, is they've been handing the ball off to play off yeah, Lenny. Yeah. You know? And, and I think he's the X factor in this game. So uh, I'm pretty hesitant here on this game. I think it's a coin flip. But I'll take Tampa, and I'll take Brady, who – I mean, goodness. I mean, the season that he's having is is other. He's going to win the MVP at 45 years old. Yeah, I, mean, I it's would crazy. think so.
1: Yeah, we, yeah, it's not going to be we, we know it's not going to be Aaron Rodgers. That's what we know. It's not <laughs> nope. Uh, uh the Rams at Arizona. This is another pretty good Monday night game on paper. On paper, you know, and uh, look, Arizona is, uh, you know, they and the Green Bay Packers are the class of the NFC right now. Interesting, though, Arizona is at home. They're two-and-a-half-point favorite, but the only two losses Arizona has on the season have both come at home.
0: They have, but they already beat the Rams uh, earlier this year by 17 right. uh, in their building. And with Kyler back here, I-, I just think there's way too much firepower on the Cardinals, especially defensively as well. Uh, Cooper Cup is banged up. Daryl Henderson is banged up for the Rams. Matt Stafford, um, against teams above five hundred, I think, in his career, he's only got like one or two wins. Yikes. And I get it. He's played in Detroit his entire life, so right. I get that. But, <laughs> you know, I, <laughs>
1: understandable in point. some ways. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But, uh, but, you know, to me, I just think Arizona is the best team in the league. I've said it for a few weeks of the most consistent team top to bottom defensively before the season, we talked about on, on our show on Sunday car. We said on paper, the Cardinals have the best roster of any team in this division. We yeah. just don't think the coaching is going to be there. And it is completely turned around. I mean, K- Cliff Kingsbury has done a great, he's probably coach of the year in my opinion. I mean, Cliff Kingsbury to do what he's done. And and we've just raked him over the coals for years, but I mean, he's turned the whole thing around. Nobody's giving him credit. I think people got to stop sleeping on the Cardinals. I really do. I think people are still saying, yeah, but, yeah, but. It's like, nah, they're winning. Their defense is really good. Their offense is really good. They're probably going to be a Super Bowl contender.
1: Yeah, I think the thing that was most impressive to me was the fact, you know, Kyler Murray had all that time off. You wouldn't know it. You know, I mean, he did not miss a beat. Uh, And
0: neither did DeAndre Hopkins catching that touchdown. That's a good point, yeah.
1: So, well, uh, you know, I have, to, I have. Now, I want to ask you a question. You every week, uh, I, I watch you put out these uh, the, the the power ring, rank, the rankings that you put out every week, and yeah, you, ha- you have two versions of them. You said one of them bases is based on analytics, and mm-hmm. the other is based on the eye test. Explain to me how it is you work these out.
0: So it's really funny. I'm glad you're asking this. So. If you go and I put them out either, I probably should put them out on Twitter more too, but I usually put them out on Facebook. And and to me, the way it works is I take a bunch of different statistical uh, models and I, I plug them in and I go to the extreme ends of what those models are in terms of how good teams are at certain statistics. Uh, and then, you know, we kind of create like a number system here and there. It's uh, as I've said before, it's not the most scientific thing in the world, but it does give me uh, at least at least it puts it on paper saying, okay, these teams. And by the way, scoring has nothing to do with this. I mean, to to me, I I don't try to put points per game in this because I don't think I think yards correlates to to points to me. So um, but. At the end of the day, and it's not just yardage, it's, you know, you factor in turnovers and thanks to thanks schedule and certain things. That's that side. 90, 90% of those power ratings are analytical by the numbers. The other side is, okay, now I'm going to use my numbers, but most of the time I'm going to say, hey, these teams are really the best teams, you know, just from the way I've watched the games. Right. It, you know, I'm a sicko that watches it 10 hours a day on Sunday. So, right. you know, uh, to me, I, I think that you should differentiate. You should use your numbers, but you should also kind of, you know, factor in the eyeball test in some ways. And that's why I, I think the power ratings to me are more indicative, more on a spread of, okay, you know, maybe it might be better for like a gambling spread uh, for for yourself to right. to have that. Whereas the power rankings are really, okay, these are really the best teams in football.
1: Yeah, it's interesting and because I think the way you do that where where you say, okay, now you're going to use the eye test. You, you use the numbers, but the eye test is the most important. To me, that's that's how I believe analytics should be used. I think that we have gotten to a point in, in our sports, and no, no matter what sport it is, that we are relying too much on numbers, and we have taken away... The eye test, we have taken away the gut, uh, especially in baseball, of a manager of, you know, who's got the onions to be in, you know, out on the mound, you know, in a big spot in the ninth inning. You know, I don't care what the numbers say. I say this guy is the best guy. So to me, I think that's the way analytics should be used. They should be an assist, but the eye test should still be the thing because your eyes don't lie. Yeah.
0: And I think in some ways, the more you watch a sport, the more you understand it. So, you know, with me watching the sport for, you know, I've been watching it since I was five years old, really intensely. And, and to me, I think the analytics really help you more. So I I, I kind of as the season moves along, mm-hmm. you start using the eyeball test more and more. Okay. Like in the beginning of the season, you can't really use analytics because there's no numbers. There's no, right. But once you're past once you're past week four, week five, okay, now we can really start using these. And then once you get so you use that for maybe week five, like week twelve, week thirteen. And then at the end of the year, you kind of have a sense of okay, this team's more consistent, this team's that. So the analytics start to wane, I think, a little bit as the season goes on because you can understand how teams play what they're trying to do effectively there's a lot of human condition into into how teams play late in the season and and consistency and you got a factor in history not just this year but how teams have performed in the past. So it's just a look and just to open people's eyes up to say, Hey, these teams are actually, the, the analytics is more for Hey, these teams are actually underrated and these teams are actually overrated. And it puts it in
1: perspective. Thank you for explaining I, you know, I'm old. I, I just want to make sure that, uh, that I'm on top of stuff here. Just, you know, it's just like I had to have you explain to me uh, the whole betting line thing the other day. So uh,
0: <laughs> uh, I'm beginning, I'm getting more and more nerdy as, as I get along
1: here. Right. So well, congratulations. Uh, <laughs> Question, Georgia is yes. a seven and a half point favorite over Michigan. How do you feel about that?
0: Hammer the money line, Michigan all day long. You really you, I,
1: now is this now is this is this Dan the fan talking or is this Dan the is this the eye test talking or is this the analytics talking? Ah, uh,
0: to me, this is more of the eye test, but okay. this 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 to me is I just think Michigan has something cooking this year that I think Georgia is very cocky. When I saw them come off the field, I think they came up the field. They didn't care that they had lost. They, they said, we're going to see these guys again. Okay. And and to me, I just think dismissing a team like that, dismissing a good defense like Michigan, uh, just really – and look, Michigan's going to have to figure out a way to score because they're not going to be able to run the ball on Georgia. Uh, it's going to be really hard, unless their O-line just goes crazy. But I, I just think something special is cooking – and Ann Arbor, so I take the dog in Michigan, and I think whatever Alabama is, you take the number That's and you fair. ride it. I mean, I just, gonna say, just they're going to forget Cincinnati. Yeah, Cincinnati does.
1: You know, look, and I and I and I know everybody's excited about you know a team from outside the Power Five getting in there, but it's not going to be a it's not going to be a competitive game. Um, and, and you know what, I I think if their head coach doesn't bolt because of the way things shook out that last week, I think Notre Dame would have been the <laughs> would have been number four if their head coach had still been there.
0: Yeah, maybe. I I mean, to put Notre Dame in over Cincinnati and yeah. and have them have one loss. Well, and, when when Baylor when, when was...
1: Baylor lost that game, I thought that that uh, that that they were going to sneak in, but I think.
0: Oh, I thought I thought Baylor was Baylor. If Cincinnati had lost, Baylor would have been in.
1: Yeah, and, there's but, no question about that. You know, Mister. By the way, you like uh, you like Brian Kelly's new Southern accent.
0: Oh, I missed. A, hey, whatever <laughs> happened? Whatever happened to Everett, Massachusetts? Whatever happened? What is he, George? What is he, George W. Bush now? Like uh, yeah, talking? Like it it's, was? It's, it's so crazy.
1: I mean, it, you know what? And and it just told it just told me that. Uh, and and he just exposed himself as being an absolute phony.
0: Oh, absolutely. The stories that came out about that whole thing yeah. were horrible. Horrible. Yeah. You know, and I love the kid. Uh, the guy. Uh, Freeman, who's going to coach the team now? Yep. Like I just, I think that that guy, he understand. He's in it. He's right. in it, and you can tell. And it's a great opportunity for him. He's, uh, I think, going to be the second black head coach there. Ty Willingham was, but he's, he's, you know, he he gets it. He understands the culture, and I think Notre Dame is in good hands with him. I think LSU is classic, <laughs> going to go down the road of the less miles, Ed Ogeron, just really guys that are, you know. Just gonna get lucky with great recruits maybe once, you know, here and there. Right and you know, I mean talk about two guys, Les Miles and Ed Odron are the least X and O guys ever. You know? I right. mean, they're just a bunch of guys that it's like your dad hanging out, you know, at the <laughs> barbecue, you know what I mean?
1: Last question, and I think it's an, an, an easy answer. Uh Army Navy this weekend, who's got it?
0: Well, oh, I mean, it's gonna be hard for Navy to win, but I, look, I throw the records out. This one, I what think Army. What is it,
1: eight and three against three and eight? Yeah, Army's
0: Army's really good at yeah. running the football. They're just they're just really good. The question is, does the over hit for the first time in 20 years? It's at 34. Is it really over? Oh wow! Oh yeah, it has not. The over has not hit no matter how low they've had it at. The over has not hit in 20 years. I
1: think it's supposed to rain, isn't it? So there you go. I
0: mean, I think that's what's going to rain.
1: So I, I don't. I don't think. I don't think that's going to happen because I'm pretty sure yeah. that's what I saw. So uh, you so, probably mean, not.
0: Yeah. I. I again, you want to keep betting the over every year and trying to find it. Like you've been down pretty good for the last 20 <laughs> years. So uh, I, I'll probably take Army um, uh, and the and the under. That's what I'll probably. Take.
1: Hey, one last thing before I let you go. The Patriots don't play this week. Is, do you yeah. find it? more relaxing to watch football on a week when your team isn't playing cuz you don't really, you know, you don't have that like oh god I can't wait. I mean is it easier for you to watch games on Sunday without the Patriots playing? 100% <laughs> way easier. I mean, I
0: I need the break Thursday nights and 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 Sunday. Thursday nights Thursday nights are the most stressful cuz it's a short week you don't know what's going to happen. Right. But when they win on a Thursday night, you don't have to worry about it for a whole week. The bye week is great because you're like, oh, man. It's actually hard to get really into the games uh, when when you have the bye week So because, you know, you don't have that, but it's way less stressful, and I love it knowing that the Patriots are going to go undefeated this week is very is really good.
1: <laughs> Dan Sabano, have a great week, my friend, and we will look forward to talking to you next week. Gene, you
0: are the best. God bless. Merry Christmas, and I hope all the things in your new move uh, work out.
1: Thank you. Dan Zampano here on Sports Country Radio. That's going to do it for us here this morning. We'll be back next Friday with Dan, and I promise as soon as we get the internet set up down here in North Carolina, we will be on five days a week once again. But for Dan Zampano, I'm Gene Gumps. Thanks for joining us. You've been listening to The Wake Up Call on Sports Country.